everyone and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Guys, today I have an awesome guest and she is on fire. I don't know what's up with these guests lately, but they are really going for it. Her name is Denise and she is a wellness coach for the inside as well as the out. So let's take a moment out and I'll be right back with Denise. So guys, like I was saying, I am talking to Denise Shamlian and believe it or not, she's a wellness coach, but she's not your grandmother's wellness coach but then again she might be so let me just let her introduce herself so Denise please introduce yourself to my listeners Queen thank you so much for having me on I really am so thankful for the opportunity today to be with you I am a woman who is on a mission I have been in the corporate world my entire career in the cosmetics and skincare industry but I've always had a focus and a passion for nutrition. So I became an integrative nutrition health coach actually in New York City 13, 14 years ago. And I have been doing um, around my work is a lot about food education and advocacy for your human health. My goal is to share knowledge and information that inspires you to actually do the research because your own inner voice is what guides you through this life. And there's a lot of distraction out there. So what I'm gonna give to you is some ideas and things to think about. And it's up to each individual listener to make their own choice. And that's who I am as a health coach also. I provide information, I direct you in the ways you need to go, but ultimately each program is completely different because as you well know, the gorgeous queen that you are, we are all queens and kings in this life. However, we've kind of come away from that. And we're waiting for someone to come and save us from our government. That's not going to happen. True. We have to take control of our health. I also, you know, I'm part of a group called Stand for Health Freedom. It's extremely important now with everything that is happening with the pandemic. Your body and anything you put in it or anything that is wants to be put in it has to be your choice. And I am super committed to giving people the opportunity to investigate things that are many times censored off of social media. Mm. So when you get things hidden from us, and then we're marketed to by pharmaceutical companies about every pill that's going to make one thing better, but could make 25 other things 10 times worse. The choices that people are making, they're being blindly kind of following the doctor's orders and doctors do want to help you. But I'm, I'm saying go to functional medicine, find out why they're giving you this pill and do your own research. Wow. So in a way you're kind of, okay. And yes, I'm, and the pun is definitely intended. You're going back to Eden in a way. Correct. You're like back to basics. I mean, I can't tell you how many people are even going back to old methods that our grandparents were doing, such as canning and jarring or jarring food, for instance. You know, we're in a, a situation where you have to control what's put into your body. And, right, and actually right. what you put in can help you in your way of strengthening your immune. When you have a high mindset, a good spiritual practice, right. a, a healthy living, and, and an 80-20 rule, because again, nothing is 100% any way. Like there's always gray areas. And as a health coach, for instance, I might see someone who has a traditional meal every Christmas that is something that is very rich or, you know, whatever it is, that is, it's only that tradition. You cannot take away people's traditions. How you help is just show your 80-20 rule. Like we're not eating like, you know, holiday time every single day of the week. Right, so right, of course. There is 
room, you know? There is room for gray when you have an 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, you try to make the best choices. You know, you try to cut out the things that we all know are not good for us. I mean, common sense tells us lots of things. But how your body reacts is actually the biggest indicator of how you should move forward. If you put something in your body and it's going to cause you to be harmed, you know, those are the choices that people make. Right, right. Okay. Now, here's the funny thing. I have been hearing, and maybe you can help me put this to bed because, you know, we have all these, how can I say, social media hasn't helped with information. And you, and you did bring it up where there are certain things they're not mentioning on social media, but there's all these, I don't know, weird videos that come up where people are talking about all these fake foods where uh, rice is plastic and this is, you know, spinach isn't real and cabbage doesn't burn and all these things. You know, nutrition is an area where there hasn't really been a be all end all because to be quite honest, nutrition is unique for every person. Look at the Eskimos up at the North Pole. Their diet is primarily was all blubber and seal blubber and fat and such. And they right. exist, you know, they exist. So as far as the fake foods, yes, I think you have to be very careful about where you gather, where you hunt and gather, as we would say. Support your local farmer's markets. Uh, develop relationships with your supermarket. Uh, managers and people inside your supermarket, like back in the old days when you used to go in and say, hey, Joe, the butcher, you know, what do you got good or what, what's a good vegetable these days? What should I be eating seasonally? We've lost our connection, a lot of people, right, right, to the food yeah. itself. So yeah. in, in a lot of the food education uh, that I do, and when I speak publicly around the city and actually around the world, is about... Uh, using food in a safe way, obviously, but knowing what food is even, knowing what a grain, one grain is versus another grain, knowing what asparagus is, knowing what broccoli is. I mean, I've come into some places where they don't even see those vegetables. Right, right. So you have to develop a good, um, I think if you develop good relationships, even your local stores where there are many places you can't get certain things, but if enough people ask for them at the store manager level, right. people may make change. We right. are the ones that have to make change. We cannot be dictated to forever. That is true. We are the consumer. So we drive, we should drive the demand. And typically corporate programs, they always spin the need. You need this product. You need this. So we know what we need. We know deep down inside. And when we have a good spiritual practice and meditate and listen, then you can find out, you understand why today you want to eat cucumbers because your body might need the water. Right, you know, so right. It's like it's very intuitive. And life itself needs to go back to being more intuitive versus dictated from national TV. That is true. That is true. So, okay. Now, let's say someone comes to you for the first time, um, and a lot of this, I understand, is being done virtually as opposed to someone maybe before, as I always say, BC coming into an office and saying, hey, you know, Denise, this is what's going on with me, or this is what I want to be able to do, this is my goal. How, what, do, what do you do typically on a first encounter? Sure. Well, I like to say that I assist people with their health and happiness goals. And the idea when someone first comes to me, there is a 15, 20 minute free consultation where we do a mini health history or a health assessment. And we list all the goals. But the great thing about integrative nutrition health coaching is that we look at the whole person. So we're not only going to look at what they're eating. We want to, some people come to me and say, I, I want to have a relationship. I want a boyfriend or something like that versus just food. So you just basically do a health assessment and a life assessment. We have something called the wheel of life and you then rate every area in your life to what you think you are at. 
So if you want to focus on nutrition, you know, that it's, it's going to be noted there. If your finances are great and you don't have any problems with that, you're good there, but everything is related. So we do a life 20 minute assessment and we decide. The programs run six months to a year because typically that's how long it takes to create new habits. Because we all get very much into our, our habits of what we do every day and you get 21 days you need at least to do something different, right? To make even a change. So six months to a year, again, there's no magic pills, there's no pharmaceuticals. It's like adjusting your food, your thought process, as well as the resources that I give you to learn. So I'm a teacher and I help people investigate and make their own choices. If they decide to go with a program with me, we sign up and we have regular meetings every month. When we're not in pandemic, we would meet in various stores to show people how to shop. Some people need that. Also, my unique part of my program is that I am a licensed esthetician in three states, so I can physically touch people in three states. And you know, awesome. I'm at, yeah, so and that part of it is beauty. A lot of people have asked me because my career was always in beauty. I started behind the counter in Bloomingdale's Fresh Meadows. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. And <laughs> when it was still there. So I've been in the industry all my life and people have always asked me, well, what do you do? What do you do? My do is not only topical. My do is internal and my do is also spiritual. And that creates beauty from the inside out. Wonderful, wonderful. I love that. I love that. So in other words, people just sit down and they kind of come to you and they talk to you and tell you, this is what I'd like. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of create a program around that. Correct. That's why it's uniquely individual. I'm not out there to download and send you a book just yet. I'm writing the book, but uh, the idea is it's a one-on-one -on -one program. And again, for me, that's all about being one-to-one -one is unique and bespoke, and it is created just for every unique person out there. Mm -hmm. So while we, we all claim to be different, right? Some, some people don't feel that way. I don't feel that we're different. Every human has a unique quality and there is no other human like you or I or anyone else. Right. But we have similar challenges with the human condition. And the human condition is our life, right? It's our finances, it's our relationships, it's all of the things that we're doing in our life as a human, in this human body suit. Okay. The idea is when we love one another and we approach things on a one-to-one -one unique basis and we have tolerance, we find the ways to exist peacefully. And that's what I think many a time we have now lost. We're not, we've lost the love for one another. Every person yeah, I meet yeah. comes into my circumference, I love you unconditionally. And I'm going to be there for you as a health coach to support you through your journey in this life, health-wise, life-wise, you name it. Wow, that is awesome. That is so awesome. Okay, so, wow, you're just like, okay, I'm not going to touch one portion because, you know, I think when we think of food and wellness, we think of that pretty ripped guy that looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like standing over us in the gym and is like, I'm going to zip you into shape. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> you're kind of like, okay, no, we're not doing this now. I don't like this. I don't like this feeling, you know? <laughs> yeah. Some people don't want that. I mean, literally I've found over the years that you can approach so many things like an exercise program, almost like what you do in your day to day. Like when you're doing your movement, movement is the key actually to staying fit to building muscles, you know, it's your own body weight movements. People are doing all kinds of workouts in their house now. And gyms are suffering, gyms are suffering. You know, every, our communities are suffering because of our fear of being with one another again. And that is, that hurts my soul. Um, because we as humans have to exist with one another and communicate. Right, right. So you know, I was gonna ask that. How, yeah. okay, how do you say, in this time where we have to be 
apart to help each other? How do we reach out and touch each other so that one, we're not alone and two, you know, we're not so much suffering because we've seen where it's having a lot of mental implications. Yes. I mean, they're reporting, I, I read something where 30% people are reporting more mental, feeling hopeless actually was the words I wrote, I read. And I was, that hurts my, my heart because first off, we have everything inside of us that we need and we're never alone. And I recommend just rallying around the people in your life that are the closest to you in your own way, whatever that means. And I'm not going to tell anybody mask, no mask. I don't even want to talk of those things. However, everyone feels safe enough to do it is how they have to do it. And safety comes from inside, knowing that you have a good immune, knowing that you are strong, high-minded. How you choose to think about everything actually can affect your entire life. So a person like Joe Dispenza, for instance, talks about doing cohesive brain function. He's a metaphysician measuring people's brain function. When you see the end outcome, your brain is cohesive. So see the end to everything of, of what we're suffering with. See the end of that. See the rejoicing of people. See the love again of community. See the, the, the fear leaving and embracing one another. And you know what? You will get through. There are many people that have passed away and that is their journey. Like I, I can't say it any other way other than right. we don't have any control in this life of that. Right. You know, it's what you believe. Do you have a faith-based existence? You know, that can help. I'm not saying everybody, you know, is going to want to do such a thing. However, maybe if people started doing things differently, like obviously look at this, with everything that we're doing is different. So why not, you know, why not go all in? There's an awesome book that's written by a man who was, very, I mean, he, he's, his name is Neil Donald Walsh, if anybody is interested in reading his book. It's called When Everything Changes, Change Everything. I, I think that there's many ways to think about how we approach our life. And, and hopeless is a real tragic one. Right, right. Tragic. And, and, and I think that's where, because I, 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 I was listening to someone else and they were, you know, talking about how a lot of people are feeling broken. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I, I see what you mean. In other words, that's not the way you want to feel. You want, no. you want to be able to say, okay, we have to figure out how to maneuver. Yes. Wow. That is Resiliency. Awesome. Yes. Resiliency. You know what I mean? Like, don't just take whatever's being thrown at you. We are unique divine beings with amazing power, but we've given it up. We've given it up to some, mm. some uh, protectors that are coming to help us. It's not the case. Right. We create community. Right. We need to come together as people. Right, right. And love one another. I mean, it's like, it's so simple, Queen. It's so simple. And, and to me, when I say the things of simplicity, was, you know, like you almost have to become a Mother Teresa in this life. To yeah. have any kind of personal freedom and personal happiness is about serving others, which is why I came out of the corporate life in order to serve. And that's what I had been doing as a health coach all around the city, doing, you know, public speaking about health food education and functional medicine. You know, there are doctors out there like Dr. Mark Hyman. See, through the program, I actually introduce people to all these people. So for me, I'm giving all this information away to people because I believe it's like in your divine human right. And us as individuals have to choose how we want to walk in this life. Right, right. High-minded and serving others. Nice. And everything will come and open. I mean, you know, the right people will show up. The right monies appear. The right, you know path is shown it may not look like the right whatever right is at the time right but it is the path of your journey and and asking how can i serve and what is good is coming from this what am i going to learn from any activity i'm doing so i think as people we're all thinking about what are we going to learn from this 
And we're learning that our lives and the people around us are the most important. We don't need a consumable shopping trip every day of the week for things that we don't need. And we kind of have to give a quell a little bit on what it is where we're buying constantly because when you choose profits over people and you choose the environment that you live in to not treat it well, we have to believe that something, some consequences come. And actually, a lot of people are saying the pandemic is that consequence. So I, I don't have any thoughts versus whether it is or it isn't. What I say is it is, and we have to move forward now in a, in a new way. Right. So stand, stand up, because if you don't stand up, you'll fall for everything. One of my favorite friends told me that. So we have to stand. And how does that look? It looks the way you want it to be. Uh, it's not following me. It's not following a leader. It's not following anyone other than your innate true voice. And that, if you listen in a, in a good meditative practice, you'll get the answers you need. And you may come against people. You may come up against a lot of people. But your inner voice is never wrong. Wow. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is, this is, you know, there's, there's something called agape, you know, Reverend Michael B. Beckwith. He's, he's going up against major, you know, he's saying things that people don't say. Right. Well, right. Let's talk about vitamin C and zinc and silver and yeah. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I think actually, believe it or not, like, I, about a year ago, I did a full episode on silver and all the other supplements. Huh? Yeah. So, wow, that's awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're right. scarily, our food doesn't have the nutrient content right. anymore, right. you know, and that's, that's the reason why the supplement companies are making so much money because in the end of the day, the supplement too is a thing that you're doing versus getting it from food. Right, right. And and that's the thing. Now, speaking of supplements, because I mean, we always hear, okay, take your vitamins. I mean, this is something that we were told from the time we were little. But now it's like, okay, you could be getting too much of this, not enough of that. How do you help a person navigate what they should be taking? Yeah, I, I spent several years helping people with that. And, and I still do. And the reason that we do that is because of the food, right? So, but indirectly, you should get a blood test, go to a functional medicine doctor, we work in conjunction, and basically it can tell you what you are low in. And that is the best way. There's also some DNA kits that do it. Um, I'm not sure how people feel about giving their DNA per se, but a blood test will tell you everything. And it's the shining answer to what you're low in and what you're high in. Now, the body is regulated. So what you're directly putting into your body is going to affect it. So you obviously will want to work with a functional medicine doctor and a health coach to, and to identify what might be wrong and then move forward with a supplement or maybe it's low in D. A lot of people are low in vitamin D. Right now we're in the house. We're not getting sun. Sun is a direct way to get vitamin D. So your body will also tell you, like you'll know, you'll feel malaise if you're low in vitamin D. It, it kind of gives you that answer to go out, get out. My, my company name is Get Up, Get Out, Get Well. And it's about reclaiming your life. So you will go, you get a blood test, you see everything, then you can get a supplement. But I also, more than a supplement, I like to recommend foods that have those particular things. Right, right. So a good uh, a diet that is in good uh, regulation of all things. So in other words, wide variety of things, right? Wide variety of vegetables, wide variety of different things to put in fruits. Also, and I'm also about lean meats and proteins. There are people who exist, you know, doing keto diets where they only eat certain things. So again, the body is able to adapt. So, and everyone is unique. So it has to be a unique bespoke program. Nice, nice. Now, um, 
earlier before this, you and I were talking about how you actually did some advocacy here in New York City in the schools. Mm-hmm. And you would teach, you know, nutrition classes. And sometimes parents would say you would mention an ingredient and parents would say, uh, that's not available to me. Right. And, you know, it's, and to be honest, guys, yeah, New York City has a lot, but unfortunately in certain communities, there still are what we call food deserts where that you just kind of can't find certain things in, you know, in certain areas. So how do we address this? So there's a few ways you can do it and it depends on the person themselves. Um, the, the organization that I worked with was called healthyschoolfood.org. And I had two nephews in the, in the school system at the time that I was very passionate about what they were being fed. And the fact that there's always money behind things, that's a, that's a lot of the reasons why things aren't available. They're, in some cases, way more expensive, right? So how you can do it is you can, act, you can become an activist in your local community by supporting your farmer's markets. Obviously in winter, it's a lot more difficult in the Northeast where we are, but you support your local far- farmer's market throughout the year that you can. You then become an activist advocate at your supermarket level by going to your management of your supermarket, which I have done many, many times to say, I cannot find quinoa. I want quinoa, for instance. And so if enough people start asking, the way consumers motivate is with the demand. So we as consumers have to motivate what we need to get. Now, third worst case scenario, if you can't get it in time, obviously you can go online. And these days you can probably almost get anything. But the practice of it has to start with the consumer demand. Right, right. I totally agree. I totally, totally agree. Because believe it or not, (laughs) um, personally, the fam clan and I, you know, we've dealt with food intolerances. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember years ago, searching for rice milk. Mm -hmm. And at the time it was eight dollars a half gallon yeah unbelievable right so it was like you know and trying to feed children on eight milk that's eight dollars for a half gallon is quite expensive if you imagine because that's 16 dollars a gallon yep so it's it's crazy i mean i know people complain now like oh my gosh almond milk is so expensive rice milk is so expensive coconut milk is so expensive but even going from a few years ago where we're talking about $8 for a half gallon to going to now and saying, okay, I can spend three to $4 for a half gallon is like, it just shows you where if there is a demand, like you said, for an item, it does affect how things are, you know, how how things are, you know, produced or received into into areas yes i remember actually doing that making a deal with my local uh dairy manager Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good for you see that's that's awesome (laughs) hey okay you know i will pay i will pay up front i'll go to customer service i'll pay Mm -hmm. up front and it was believe it or not it was costing me a pretty penny I'm sure it was. They were still like, they were taking some off of each gallon, but it wasn't a lot. And it was like only being able to afford a case was still costing me like about 150 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, yeah. I mean, what I say when, that is a very valid concern. And so what I've said over the years on that is that Yes, it's more expensive up front. The quality of your life, though, is priceless. So the thing is, is that you'll make an automatic change to prioritize what is important to you. For me, my health was very important to me. I had a health crisis in 2000 where my immune system was completely depleted and I got Bell's palsy 
and that is a, a facial paralysis disease, which again is, is something that comes out of the blue and the, the better your body is able to handle things, the better your body can fight things off. So I made a choice 23 years ago that no matter what, I would never skimp on my health. And if that meant I had to give up buying a bag or a pair of shoes or something else, right, I, would, right. I would, you know, whatever that sacrifice is to whomever that is, that's their own personal choice. Right. But, what, but what you did going into the store and doing that, that is exactly what more people need to do because we drive demand. Right. And our choice, you vote with your dollar everywhere that you go. And when you find out what you're actually supporting on the back end, you're almost like, mm, I don't want to do that anymore. Right, exactly. I don't want to support factory farming. I don't want to support things that harm our environment to the point where we're going to lose our whole ecosystem, possibly. God knows, in about 20, 30, 40 years. Watch the David Attenborough uh, movie on Netflix that just came out. They're talking about the rainforests are being cut down and you know percentages trees absorb carbon our environment is heating up because we don't have enough of the resources to keep us where we are and we're growing as a population we're constantly going into the resources that we have and right. eventually something is going to have to pay for that right right so you know we have young people around the world they are our change makers and we are leaders you know that should should help people make change because clearly i just said it after this whole thing what are we really here for right. to shop to shop right i don't think so i right. really don't think so we're here to create we're here to exactly. enrich we're here to give to one another exactly. we're here for the journey so how we help each other in this life is the most important thing that anyone can do, whether it's in a, a food situation or it's a support network of some kind right. so that people can feel less hopeless. Right, right. Now, for those of you that are going to say, uh, Queen Pen, you paid $150 for a case. Uh, wait, where is the money saving? Okay, hello. Like I said, it is cheaper now, but... Uh, let's move ahead of quite a few years. There are now coupons for these items. And yes, I do use them. <laughs> yes, and you should. And you know what? It's, it's the food manufacturers that really need to get on board with, you know, we can't go totally in one direction. We, we still have right. to have gray. You know, we still have right. to have gray. Not everybody is going to want to drink cow's milk. Right, it's, right. It's just the way it is. And, and that's the funny thing, because believe it or not, um, Again, it was something where we found out it was an intolerance and it wasn't, it wasn't actually a lactose intolerance. Mm -hmm. It was a homogenization intolerance. Interesting. Um, and we didn't know it at the time. Mm -hmm. What and, did you experience? Like, how well, did you find that the out? funny thing. Um, actually, one of the fam clan had it first. Okay. And I didn't realize that I had actually been having it my whole entire life. Mm. And um, because, you know, as kids, we were taught, you know, you drink what you eat and you drink what's put in front of you. That's right. Yeah. So I knew, let's put it this way. I knew that the milk was making me queasy. I knew that, you know, I definitely didn't want to have like room temperature milk because mm. it made me feel absolutely disgusting. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know what it was. And I just thought everyone felt this way. Mm. Hmm. I, I really thought everyone felt this way. So yeah. I was like, you know, then coming to find out, here I am into adulthood. And my doctor's like, uh, didn't you say some of your family has this? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, uh, you had it first, sweetie. Interesting. So interesting. And you I know, was like, what? <sighs> that's so interesting and, and you know, found out you know yeah it's it's so crazy and that and and i agree with what you're saying about going and getting tested because if you're if you're not paying attention if you're not paying attention if you're not reading the signs of your own body or or even knowing to say you know what and and a lot of times 
especially when it comes to kids, we're thinking they're just complaining. Right, right. That's, yes. That's so, and you know, children are actually very, very innately, succinctly in tune with themselves and their body. And they tell you exactly, right? Right. Like, in so the word they say in the mouths of babes, right? They right, can come out right. and, and you're like, oh my God, what, what did you just say? But that is something that we lose as we go through the adulting right. process. Right, because we always learn to be, we learn to be diplomatic and we yes. learn to say not, not say the first thing on our mind. Right. And no. So yeah, but you know, and the funny thing is I'm not talking about when your kid is like, when you put spinach in front of them and they're just like, I'm not eating that. That's not what I mean. Right. No. I mean, like, if you give them a certain dish and they're like, this isn't making me feel too great. Like, maybe you need to pay attention. That's right. I mean, there's a lot of sensitivities in, in infants, which is why they came out with all types of different milks. Right. Right. And, and believe it or not, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that the, uh, women, infant and children program is finally catching up. Thank God. Yeah. Because, uh, when, (laughs) when I gave birth years ago, if it wasn't cow milk, there was no soy. It's horrifying. I know. (laughs) There was no, there was no almond. There was no, you know, and, and when it came to formula, like, you know, I was, I was a mom that needed to, uh, to, you know, kind of hybrid feed. I breastfed Mm -hmm. and gave bottle formula because, I had to go to work. I get it. I get it completely. So many mothers are in the same position as you. So it's like, okay, how do you do this when, you know, now your child can't drink, you know, Mm -hmm. formula based on cow's milk, but I'm glad finally that, you know, the women, infant and children program is catching up. Schools are catching up where they're saying, okay, you know what? We got to do this another way. Because yeah. even the school programs before, it was like, okay, if your child didn't drink milk, the only option they had was juice. Right. And that's no option, believe me. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not a good option. And, and, and this is, I, I, I think this is where you go when you're talking about being an advocate, because it's like, you know, it, it was one of those things of, you know, making sure that the kids had coconut water yeah, or, you know, making sure that they had the options that were available to them. Yeah. And, and that's really what it, what it, what it is, is making sure that, because I watched a program that honestly, I don't know if you remember this program that kind of terrified me Um, where it was like helping America get healthy and it came on channel seven okay um or abc for those of you that are like okay channel seven what channel is that right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for us new yorkers channel seven yeah. ABC. um <laughs> but it came on abc and he actually did all the school kids mm. and asked them to bring what they you know what they ate in school bring something from their school lunch Mm -hmm. and in this town Mm. only two kids brought fresh fruit wow that wasn't pre-packaged that didn't come in a wrapper that didn't have to be microwaved and believe it or not i was super proud because i always talk about being a homeschooling mom Mm mm-hmm they were the only two kids that were homeschooled. Look all the rest that. of the kids went to school and they were all getting like packaged waffles. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, what was it? Packaged waffles, cinnamon rolls, packaged burgers. Yep. Uh, everything came wrapped in this little weird cellophane packet. It's not even food half the time. And it was just like, oh my gosh, is this how our kids are eating? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I went into that that organization because it's all about money. And in the end of the day, if we are cutting from our social programs, we're harming ourselves. And we're not yeah. creating it. 
if you want to create a healthy society, not one that's driven and motivated by every pharmaceutical out there, we have to do the work ourselves. Right, it, right. It isn't fun to not eat pizza, you know, or it isn't right. fun to not eat, let's say some people choose fast food as their option. I, I don't. But right. in, in actuality, you talk about homeschooling and, and we, when you have a, a control around what your children are having, you absolutely can, can make, help them make better choices. But if they're forced, I, I mean, I tell this story all the time about my nephew who we always told him like, don't eat any meat. If they want to serve you meat, don't eat any meat because I'm a very big proponent of organic meats because right. of the GMOs and the, the hormones that are in meats. Right. He was, he, was a, he was little and he called home crying. He's like, this is all they have. And I forgot my lunch and the wherever. And, and we, so he was like really freaked out about it. And we were like, okay, don't worry. Just, have a high mind about it. You're hungry, eat it. And you know what? It's your 80-20. It's your 20% of the time. Right, right. Not going to do that 80% of the time. But don't worry, you're going to be okay. So we need to really make choices around what we do. And right, you know, having right. people like you out there having these conversations, talking even homeschooling. Amazing. Now everyone is homeschooled, right? So right. And that's the funny thing. I, I laugh because uh -huh. I'm like, people are like, oh my gosh, these kids are driving me crazy. And it's like, <laughs> talk to me about it when you get 12 years in, please. Thank you. But you're creating such, I mean, you know what? Homeschooling has so many amazing benefits. It's, uh, you're really, you have the direct access over your children yes <laughs> and, and I think that's what most people like as i think here's here's the one thing and parents out there i understand when it's forced upon you it's completely and totally different than mm -hmm. when it's your choice mm -hmm. but like you're saying you know denise it, it is something that you have control over direct control over what your children are doing how they're doing it how they're eating how they're behaving, you know, what, yep. what even they're watching, what, what their intake is. Yep. And, and, and that's really, it's, it's about that, like you said, that balance, not just, not just food, the inside, the, you know, yes. everything, everything. Yeah. It's creating a human. I mean, you created right, a human. Right. And, and, and the, world. Thing, <laughs> the thing, one thing I will, uh, this is my gift to you guys. Mm it's about creating balance. It's not, you know, my kid is in the house and oh my gosh, they never go anywhere. They just sit here. They're on the computer. And when they're, when they're not on the computer, they're not, our children are not bubble people. Right. right. <laughs> so you definitely need to be able to create that balance and say, okay, this is when we're doing something different. This is how we're, we're going to make this work, mm -hmm. you know, or yeah. even if it's just, you know, Socially, okay, and, and, and I keep hating to have to say this word, but social distancing and taking a walk with their friends, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. or getting on that bike and saying, you know what, hey, let's all go on a bike ride, because yeah. guess what, you can't, unless, even on a tandem bike, you can't all fit on the same bike. Right. So, <laughs> so I mean, there has to be some space between you guys. Absolutely. You, and even just picking up a good old-fashioned book these days. Right, you know, right. Everything's electronic. So let's, let's go back to some basic things that, that we've always really gotten used to. We don't have to totally do everything old school all the time. But, you know, putting peppering in 80-20 right. in, in the way that works for you. And, you know, there's, as far as what you mentioned about controlling the environment for your children, it's very important because just to mention this very quickly, because it's a very polarizing topic, but your children are at risk now in certain places with governmental regulation of being vaccinated without your approval. There's mm. a bill in Washington going through or trying to go through about vaccinating children in schools for, for whatever it is. And when you take the right away from a person not to be forcibly penetrated, and I use those words very carefully, first of all, a child is not able to make those decisions. Right. 
in the emotional capacity, which is why the parent is the advocate. So the biggest thing about keeping people, children home for homeschooling in a lot of ways was about vaccinations. And they were saying, well, if they can't go to school, if they're not vaccinated. So when you're in a community, you have to be careful what you do. And so I urge everyone to make sure, especially when it comes around children, that they never lose the choice of, of anything, okay? They shouldn't be forcibly done vaccinated or anything else without a parent knowing what is going on. So I urge you to kind of look, your, your, your listeners to look into that because it's a super important topic as we're right. running through this life. And that is what tends to get not put on social media. And we have to have these sort of grassroots conversations about it out in the open, but yet not on social media because the minute you put it on social media, your feed goes to nowhere. You apparently violate community standards. And so you then become the victims of their, whatever they want to show you without having the ability to search and find the things that actually do exist out there. And there's a lot of research and the average person, someone really was challenging me the other day. I don't have the time. I don't have the effort. I, I say, well, then that is your choice. But for me, I am going to not go that way because the greatest freedom we have in this life is freedom of choice. Right, we conform right. to be part of communities. But the way things are now, we're all individual right now. And, and we're not really thinking about community because we're all staying inside. So we have to have choice, have freedom mm -hmm. of choice, and do all the research. Don't just go with what the national media is showing you because mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that you can pick up on when you start looking at things sort of in a, in a faraway stance and you look at it all sort of as a collective versus being lost in the details. Take a step back and look at what we're heading towards. And that's the most frightening thing of all. Wow. is that there's a collective community running us towards a certain way. And that's why we have to stand. So Stand for Health Freedom, uh, it's, it's a great organization. Try to sign up for it. They'll tell you about the bills that are coming out. Because who has time to do the research, right? A lot of people are going to push back and say, I can't know what's going on in Washington. I live in Florida, or I live in New York, or I live in California. Well, let me say this to you. Are we a United States? or aren't we? So collective communities are in the states and each state is able to choose how they wanna go. Well, where you wanna be is based on your choice and who you wanna walk with is based on your choice. Right. Not everybody has to go along with the collective herd. Right, right. And one thing I do wanna say is because, believe it or not, I experienced this about a couple of days ago hmm. where um, I would say a few months ago, this person was kind of like, you know, you need to be able to go to this place or that place, you know, and, and be able to buy food. And this person had a car. Okay. Um, now, understand, I, I always maintain in new york you have a mix of people you have people that have cars and people that don't a lot of people don't have cars because they don't need them you don't really need them in new york there's a lot of public transportation <laughs> that's correct it's so, a metro city yeah so it's like but that also means it limits sometimes where you can get to when you need to get things like food because you have to be able to travel on a bus or travel on a train and be able to carry your food um you know so you can't do a month's worth of shopping and and expect to get on you know the shuttle at times right. square and get it across you know yep. from brooklyn to queens or whatever yep <laughs> you know so but this person was just like, you know, you need to be able to go out to these places and make sure that, you know, you're, you're doing this and doing that. But the funny thing was, 
this person's car broke down mm. and they needed to get food. Mm-hmm. And this person said, do you know how expensive food is in the area I'm at? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they said, I said, well, you know, if you go to, you know, and I, and I told them, I said, well, there are several stores and they're like, well, I'm traveling with the child and I'm traveling on foot now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, now you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think back of the way um, we used to actually shop in the olden days or in, let's say, in different country towns. You would mm-hmm. actually go in every day. You'd go in right. and pick fresh vegetables and, you know, see what the purveyors had. When you have a love for food, people understand that. Like, it's not about money at this point anymore no, no, because you can no. get anything almost anywhere, right? Let's say. Right. But in the end of the day, how you create your relationship with food is how easy as you make it. Like, obviously, there's right. beautiful places to go to in local areas. But what about when they're not? Yeah, that's when you have to start knocking on the door of your congressman, of your senator, of your local right, people right. who we supposedly put into place so for help, right? Right, right, right. And, I, and that's, I'm not taking any political sides or anything. It's like right, just but, all the but you're, 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 But you're telling the truth. And, that, and that's really what it is, is because yeah. I even at one point had to go into uh, a state assemblyman's office and say, well, why are the people in this area not even getting grade B produce? They're getting grade C produce yeah, that's, where that's, things are coming in and they're not, some of them are not good from the moment they get to the store. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I said, okay, if, if you're buying a five pound bag of potatoes, and you have to throw half of that bag away. How does that work for someone on a fixed income? What did they say? And he's like, you know, I said, no, go into these places because he was just like shocked. And he's like, what do you mean grade C? I said, if I said, you have grade A where, you know, those people get the top picks. Those mm-hmm. are the you know, beautiful pieces of fruit and the beautiful, you know, heads of lettuce or whatever. And, you know, of course we know that usually goes to like restaurants and, Mm -hmm. you know, places that have higher names like Stu Leonard's or stuff like that, where they're, they're priding themselves on five-star quality. Yep. But then you get the, the B grade where it's not, you know, you get a couple of uglies in the bunch, but nothing to write home to mom about. I mean, you're, you're like, okay, hey, this tomato looks like Nixon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deal with it, <laughs> you know? Um, but then you're getting your grade C f- fruits and vegetables where, and I find this a lot in places where people are food insecure. Yes. And it's like, okay, if you know that these people are in need of building their immune systems, throwing away half a bag of potatoes is not the thing to do or having to, you know, throw out lettuce because when you got, you were cutting into it or taking the leaves off, it's not good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and so he was just like, I didn't know that. I said, yeah, you need to walk into some of these things in your district. Yeah. So if he knows the district, he should know everybody in the district, is my opinion. And And actually, that's his rounds is actually to go out and talk to people. But it was, you know, the funny thing was he thanked me because he said, you know what? He talked, he had talked to the business owners of the district. He had talked to the constituents, but no one ever talked to him about the food of the district unless they wanted to do a pantry. And it's weird because you would think that pantries are on the mind of nutrition but they're just trying to give out the food that they're getting donated they're not necessarily saying here's what you should do when you go into a supermarket correct yes this is a lot of stuff that what i educate about and that's the advocacy of the whole thing is about how food secure which is a great word we're not insecure about our food. We're being dictated to based on our income levels and our economic standards. Right, right. So 
at any case, everyone has a divine human right to have the best possible that they need. And I think that coming together and talking about it is the most, um, it's really the most altruistic way I can think of nowadays because I know more people think like you and I do, but yet we're met with a lot of people around us that maybe don't agree. Right. And so it's like we have to come together and strengthen our network and do it through all the ways which, in which people do. You know, I prefer, you know, emails are a really great way to reach people, always. And, you know, strengthen our tribe because your tribe and my tribe, I know, are growing. Right. Now, is, now we're poised for the time for it. Right, right. And, and that's really what it is. That's really what it is. Yeah. Is, you know, the, I think most people didn't look at COVID at first as a call to action. And I'll be very honest, at first I didn't. At first I didn't. It was like this thing, I, I kind of had that weird mindset. It was like, this thing came to destroy us and I don't even know what it is. I can't look at it and I can't punch it in the face. You know, <laughs> but that's the way we look at things, you know, and especially I'll be very honest, being New Yorkers, we want to just like, you know, it's better for us to tell somebody off and get on our way, you know, <laughs> yeah, operating from lack and limitation. And, right, right. And, 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 things. and that's the thing is like, it's, you know, we didn't think of it as a call to action, but it really is. It really is. And, and I think those people like you that are embracing this call to action. I find it to be so awesome. So Thank awesome. Thank you. I find you to be awesome as well, because to be as outspoken, there is always risk in being outspoken. And that's Lisa Nichols. If, you, if you've ever heard of, she's an awesome woman. She's doing Motivating the Masses. And right. she, her voice is about also bringing us all together. She's an amazing woman. What it is, is your, your empowerment to be able to stand in, in your truths and speak truths, we've kind of gone away from, and this is coming away from maybe, this is more about education and self-awareness and enlightenment in life. The more you go through and see that this is about the journey, the more we have to listen to the inner voice. And the inner voice says, now, because when, when otherwise, we're seeing where we're going. Like any good business person looks at a plan, right? And you could look at the last few years and see, there's a lot of ups and downs, but there's growth and we have to stand in truth about it. That's the transparency and truth. I think, you know, we as humans, our flaws are about possibly being thought of and what people think of us constantly. And it really doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you. It's what you think about you that matters. And so I don't want to take anyone's you know, I'm not going to keep buying vegetables that are sprayed with pesticides and, and think that a pesticide couldn't possibly hurt me in some way. Right, right, it hurts right. a bug. We're all connected. So like, I'm no rocket scientist, really. <laughs> and in the end of the day, it's about love and peace and harmony and how we treat ourselves. And if we all loved one another, we truly couldn't harm another soul on this planet. So we're all kind of walking around in denial on things and competing and maybe thinking that, you know, we're in this race, but in the end of the day, it's how we progress as humans, which is going to change what this pandemic has done in, in its apparent introduction into right, our world. Right. Oh, wow. Denise. I Sorry. I got a little you. spiritual there, but. I know. I know. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's been lovely having you. Can you tell everyone where they can find you, how yes. they can get in contact you, with you and get yes. one of these great consultations and, you know, and just even see how to make the changes that they need to make. Thank you. Um, my website is www.getupgetoutgetwell.com. You can request a health consultation via email on that site. And I look forward to hearing from you. And I definitely am going to be keeping in touch and staying in touch with you, Queen. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. So, guys, of course, all of her information will be in the show notes. 
And again, it has been amazing having you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed this as much as I did. Definitely check out all of her information and all of the great resources that she has so that you won't miss anything. But as always, guys, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, and happy shopping. What's up, everybody? This is Dee Watkins, host of the Unfiltered Views podcast. You are now tuned in to CQP Moments with the Coupon Queen Pen.